This is Dave Plemons, and you're listening to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for downloading and uh, tuning into this episode. You know, this is a show. I've said it many times before. It is a show where we talk about a horrible movie. A guest brings the movie. I bring a movie. The movie shows up at our doorstep. Horrible. Sometimes flaming. Watch me. Sometimes you're right. Fla- sometimes it's flaming in a paper bag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but ultimately, this is a podcast or show that is a a, a show about uh, movies that is in fact horrible, and I I embrace that. Um, it makes us have a dual identity. We can be Ooh. many things to many this people. Banner. To many, we can have we can have all all things we want. The needs of the few do not outweigh the needs of the many. <laughs> we could have Billy Ray Cyrus on this, <laughs> and he would come on and sing. We could have um, don't Dave, say Miley Cyrus. We could have Dave Clemens on here, and we could talk about anything. We c- the list goes on. It can just be me and producer, producer Phil, Phil hanging out, you know, drinking a couple. You know, diet, diet, Dr. Peppers, they're caffeine free. That's like, that's like, you know, drinking, I don't know, somehow lighter motor oil with less flavor. Is it a synthetic blend or yes. is it? Well, I'm saying that's how awesome flavor it is. Anyway, shell. that's the show. So you've, you've, you've tuned into this and uh, that's what you're going to get. It could be anything. I could rattle off some commercial about a new show coming Coming to NBC this fall, <laughs> called The Perfect Phil, <laughs> and it's an android um, that's created by the U.S. government, but he escapes the lab. Phil wanders the streets until he finds a family, and then uh, he blends in. He just wants to be loved. He just wants to be loved. <laughs> uh, he ends up having a job and going through daily things that robot android you know, government-owned property might go through. While avoiding drones he, that are out to search and destroy. Exactly. <laughs> season three, he gets a love interest. Um, season four, they break up. Season five is less creative, and the ratings really dip. We go back to the original formula in season six. We go, get to season seven. Phil leaves the show but they somehow continue on with the perfect fill, with no fill. Then it's the perfect refill. It's oh. <laughs> And it's canceled after three episodes of season eight. Phil, you were the star of the show, and they should have paid you what I, you asked for. I don't know what it is about this premise, but there's something about it. I can't put my finger on it, but I really like it. You would star in it if you wanted to. Oh. Do you want to star in it, or do we, should we get an actor for it's this? It's a biopic. Is that what they call that? If you star in your own show about you? Yeah. It's like Howard Stern. (laughs) No, I'm not going to star in it. Okay. Uh, Who who do you want to play you? Ooh, Chris Hemsworth. Ladies, Phil looks a lot. I look look just like Phil looks a lot like Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) We've been told many times by people that they're like, we should do videos of this so Mm -hmm. people can actually know what we look like. And I, I avoid this because if... People were to see me, and then when the camera pans to Phil, they would be like, "Well, Phil's a star of the show because he looks just like Chris Hemsworth." 
if we couldn't get Hemsworth, um, like Dwayne Johnson is pretty hot oh, right now. Oh, then that would work, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> and then we have a spinoff, Dave, the neighbor, and <laughs> Dave is the neighbor, the unsuspecting, and, unwitting neighbor. Well, you re- try to report Phil in the first season because he's you know gotten away, and you're trying to turn him in to get the reward money. Then he um, kind of grows on me. Because he watches my dog for the weekend you guys or something. Be, befriend each other and your best buds. <laughs> uh, what would what would seem like as good see, as it gets? Season one. Let's just do a full length movie. Dave the neighbor. You'll be played. <laughs> you'll be played by Stone Cold Steve Austin. What do you think? Ooh. No. Well, I, I could I could deal with that. Okay. You cuss a lot more than he does. <laughs> Dave, I just want you. Guys, I want everyone to understand about. Not really. Dave's a great guy. Uh, this episode of the show is Wild Wild West. Do you like Will Smith? Wild Wild West. Do you like Will Smith? Sure. There's a certain element of, um, you know, funny likability. Sure. What if I were to say to you, "Wiggity wiggity Wild Wild West"? <laughs> Would you say, "Oh, Will Smith"? Automatically. Um. Maybe. <laughs> Did you know you can't yell in a movie theater? It's actually illegal for you to yell. Wiggy, wiggy! Wild, wild west! <laughs> illegal. Congress put that into uh, wow. several years ago. Actually, not 2000, because people automatically would start yelling it. Um, and it would Kind just, of scary. It would clear the whole place out. Sure. Um, but wild, wild west. Why wild, wild west, uh, David? This is a 1999 movie, folks, not the television show. Whatever I, I said, television really weird there. <laughs> television show. I'm from Bulgaria. <laughs> television. And anyway, go ahead. You know that's a wiggity, wiggity. that's a legit question. I not too legit. I'm not real. I'm not real sure why. I think it's just it just struck me. Oh, sometimes they do silly parody movies, and it's like they don't really translate well when it's all said and done. It's yes. like. This could have been a little better concept than the way that it was planned. I don't know. We've done many of these on here that are yes. adaptations of television shows. Now you weren't on, you weren't on Land of the Lost. That was oh. Phil and Jared and I, right? Yeah, we talked about Land of the Lost though. Yeah, sure. and it's similar where you got it was a TV show. <clears throat> Is there even an audience that really cares to watch? a movie about this old TV show. Now in this situation, we'll get into the budget and everything else in a bit, uh, which by the way, I just looked at the budget and my gosh, we're not ready for that quite yet, but (laughs) wow. Anyway. um, So this is one of those that sometimes I go, why, why do we, why do we do this to ourselves folks? Why? Uh, So let's talk a little bit about wild, wild west in a segment we like to call Time for some deets. The details of the movie. Wild Wild West. Directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Not Seinfeld, but Barry Sonnenfeld. He's done a ton of things. Men in Black. He's all over it. He and Spielberg. El Spielberg are very good friends. Uh, he's done all kinds of things. He co-produced the Enchanted movie for Disney. Um, he is an editor for Esquire magazine. Uh, he's been all over the place, folks. He is um, 
a man of many talents. Uh, he directed a bunch of movies. So, uh, Get Shorty is one of them he directed. Next up, a story by Jim Thomas and John Thomas. Jim and John Thomas. Not to be confused with Jonathan Taylor Thomas from, <laughs> from Home Improvement. It may be, this may be, Jim may be the dad and John may be the uncle. You do never know. Never know. Based on The Wild Wild West by Michael Garrison, which was a CBS television show that ran for four seasons uh, beginning in uh, 19... 19- 65. And then there were some television movies made in 79 and 80 for Wow Wow West. Wow Wow Wow. Yippee. Wrong song. Um, <laughs> starring Will Smith. Box office gold at this point. Kevin Klein, America's favorite president, other than maybe Martin Sheen. Um, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, who's done a ton of things. A cornucopia of things. He's done a lot of Shakespeare movies. Yes. He's uber talented. Uh, and he has a flair for awesome. He is the also the director of the new film that's going to be coming out soon, Murder on the Orient Express. Great villain uh, actor. Yes, he is. And he he doesn't even look like himself in this movie. Like, it's pretty impressive. Like, the villain. That, that is one thing about it. And he's kind of a comedic villain, which is I kind of do like. It's like the Snidely Whiplash or the <laughs> Natasha and uh, <laughs> Boris. Arguably the best actor in the entire um, uh, film. It, it, but Ke- you know, Kevin Klein, he's a really great actor, but his role was so campy corny, you know. Right. Um, I will say this. I'm going to try to say this and stay in the, keep PC on this and not get in trouble. Salma Hayek... Wow. Um, Ted Levin, this <laughs> movie. M. Emmett Walsh uh, in a cast of thousands. Um, budget 170 over oh, one. Release date was June the 30th, 1999. And budget uh, was 170 million. Box office, $222 million. Made its money back. But $170 million on this budget? Are you kidding me? That's a lot. Wow. After you paid the actors, I don't know if they made That's them. That's probably where the budget went to, right? If I Aaron Dice were here, we probably would explain actually how budgets work. I could have talked to Anthony Johnson the other day and probably asked him. I mean, I know we talked about the CGI being not particularly good, but that would have been very expensive back then. And then sets, maybe? Like sets and props and stuff like that? Just to travel to go to the places they got to. Because yeah. there were mountains in the background of some of these shots, so they're somewhere. Maybe, maybe just outside of LA. I don't know. Um, Dave, um, there's a uh, a legend in these hills here, and it's the legend of the 30 second synopsis. Dun, dun, dun. You have 30 seconds to not ruin this, or a disc with blades on the end of it is going to shoot out of the wall over there at you, and you don't want that. No, doesn't sound pleasant. Or you have to star in Wild Wild West 2, Return to the Mac. All right, ready? 30-second synopsis, Dave Plemons, and giddy up. So we have post-Civil War, the slaves are freed. Uh, There's some henchmen from President Grant. They go, and they go after this bad guy that's a bloodthirsty Southerner. And then there's all kinds of gadgetry. And then the next thing you know, the movie's over because they got the bad guy. Pretty good. 20 seconds. Wow. I could have gone farther. Sorry. <laughs> I, 
I, I was good with I kind it. Of flamed out a little. When bit. we start talking that's about right. this movie, people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's why this movie is and, on the show." Okay, here's the addendum that would have taken the other ten seconds. So the addendum is: you mix Blazing Saddles, Ooh. Robin Hood, mm-hmm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, <laughs> and um, oh gosh, I was thinking of another movie. Um, and you get this movie. Okay. Um, I have things to say about what you just said. So, but we will talk to those. We will talk about those when we come back. Bye bye. Okay. Um, so in Wild Wild West, we have a guy named Jim West, played by Willis Willis McGillicuddy Smith. Um, and then you have a guy named Marshall Artemis Gordon, played by Kevin Klein. Um, you mentioned. That this movie is a mashup of a few things. Tell us what the few things you said they were. Yeah, it, to me, it's a mashup of Blazing Saddles okay. and Inspector Gadget, mm-hmm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and Robin Hood. Okay. The the uh, the um, um, what's his name? Uh, Robin Hood, not Men in Tights, but the uh, oh, uh, um, Kevin Costner version. With Michael Bolton on the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Oh no no Brian Adams everything I do Brian that's Brian Adams you. that's right. Brian Adams yeah yeah um yeah I can see that uh, the, and the, then with the with the soundtrack from Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah I can see that the the, the steampunk stuff and when I say that it's got this futuristic it's old timey but it's got a futuristic kind of alt history kind of yeah. uh, I shouldn't say a word that way it's alternate history sorry that got weird um. Alternate history kind of like thing. Back to the Future too. Yeah, but you know, but but in old timey days, right. you know, and you know the train's got a that's a time tra- you know it's a time travel train, um, travel train. I could see it's another band name. I can see travel train. Well, that'd be our folk folk rock. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're travel train. We're coming on into town here. We got a couple couple Neil Young songs for you. <laughs> Here we go, travel train. Anyway, <laughs> um, and the harmonica, of course. That's my. I don't. I can't. I have a harmonica with me. So. <laughs> travel train, travel that train. That was heart of gold, by the way. I, travel train just turned into Spider Man, the old Spider Man <laughs> theme. Spider travel train, travel train does whatever travel, travel train, train does. does. <laughs> anyway. Thank for travel train. That train just went off the track, so we need we'll to get be, back. We'll be the key, we'll be playing Kino back here if you want something to do. Um, anyway, you said it was a mashup of those things. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I can see that going. Those things going into the brew kettle of this, and people going. We'll take a little dash of 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 the, um, some of the, I want to say race type stuff that Blazing Saddles touches on. Because he does do that in sure. this movie, um, and and the West. Hey, theme. hey, I'm telling you right now, folks. I'm not going to say it. I will never say it. I have no reason to say this word, but the word that people of African American descent were called back in the day is said to the letter and then cut off. So it's not used in it, but it's right. it's like so. This is 1999, and Hollywood still felt comfortable doing that. To, in a family movie, like essentially a PG-13 yeah. PG movie. 
PG-13. It is. Oh, well, maybe so. not family then. Um, maybe not the whole family. It's definitely not just PG. It's no, but PG-13. it is Wild Wild yeah. West. Um, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, was the original West uh, in the TV show? He wasn't black there, right? Like, no, it was James was, Conrad. Wasn't yeah, it? it was not. Okay, which I again, Ro- I mean Robert Conrad, James West, Robert Conrad. Sorry. Hey, if you're casting and you go, we can get Will Smith to do this, and Will Smith, I think, has said that he really liked that show. Like he watched that show, and for him, it was probably a really fun thing for him to do. So good for him. And I, I don't you guys feel like Will Smith. Especially at this point in his career, was doing movies and just loving it. Didn't he feel and like he loved what he was doing? I gotta mm-hmm. say, I gotta say, as far as as far as his performance in this movie, Will Smith tried to make that character work really well. And I, I give credit where credit is due. Yes, he. I have nothing bad to say about the way that he executed the role as given to him. Yes, Will Smith is um, is good at. Will Smith's good at being Will Smith. Okay, but he's good at it from a he's a pretty solid actor. Stallone is Stallone in a part, and there's not a lot of he's he can only do certain things. And then to even a greater extent of that, Schwarzenegger can literally only be. I mean, it's not even well. Like Stallone's range is is you know. Will, I don't know. Will Smith's comedy. I, I, you know, Ian McCullum level range here compared to Arnold and some of his roles. So. When, when Will Smith... You're not, uh, not going to put me in the cooler. When, when, <laughs> when he's at his best, he's in a dramatic role. Will Smith. I, in my opinion. Yeah, because, I can because see that. So many, because so many of his, his comedy movies are really... He's kind of a typecast. It's, it's very similar. Yes. It's just maybe you're a cop. In this one, or a superhero, or maybe you're a superhero, or, yeah. or, or maybe you're, yeah, just, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like The Rock. The Rock's that way, right? The Rock's yeah. not doing Citizen Kane the reboot, or, <laughs> or um, uh, maybe he what's is. His play? Uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, you know, no. but you know, he had a couple series. I we, we've kind of trailed off here. Here we go. Sure. Here we go. So Wild West, James West, 19, 1869. This is post. Post Civil War, there are, in the South, folks, there was still, and even to a point at times now, there are still just some really tough, odd things. Okay, and at the time, I couldn't even imagine living in the South in the 1860s after the Civil War, and people trying to get on with their lives because. How would you even right. do that? Luckily for this movie, it doesn't jump down into that yeah. to try to get through that at all. It doesn't take that baggage on. It, well, the only baggage it takes on is Will Smith being called some near bad words, but he is very quick-witted, and his character snaps back. You are first... Um, they are uh, James West and... Artemis Gordon, James West is played by Will Smith. Artemis Gordon is played by Kevin Klein. They are on the hunt for this Confederate general named Bloodbath McGrath, <laughs> uh, who has a. By the way, you see his ear. He has a little like a listening horn thing because he obviously can't hear out of that ear, probably because he's 
the guns have been cannons have been going off so much by his head that he can't hear anything. And that's his. I think listening. he said something about his ear being cut off. Yeah, that's his. And that too. And his, that's his listening device, basically. Uh, and um, they're on the hunt for him because McGrath is a wanted man because he ordered a massacre on this settlement called New Liberty. Uh, many of the people in this settlement were freed slaves. And um, people in this, also, this includes West's biological parents. Right. So we've got some real depth here. West being an Army captain. Yes. And, uh, of course, uh, Artemis Gordon being a U.S. Marshal. McGrath um, is chased around this town that they're in. And they don't, they don't really give a name for it necessarily. Uh, yeah, because we go to Promontory, Utah later. But they, they chase them around. They go through a brothel. They go through the city streets and saloons. They shoot them up, bang them up. And uh, McGrath ends up getting away because Gordon and West uh, end up at each other's throats. Because they're both trying to get him. They didn't know they were both after him. They go to Washington, D.C. to uh, Ulysses S. Grant, who's the president. Um, If you know anything about history, folks, U.S. Grant was a tremendous field general, tremendous battle tactician, tactician, tactician. (laughs) I almost said technician. It would have worked, though. There you go. As a president, not the best. (laughs) Look it up, folks. His administration was rough. Andrew Johnson level rough. Just saying. Look it up. Wikipedia, it's even on there. (laughs) However, in this movie, they do him a solid. Sure. And they treat him like he's, you know, great. And as a Civil War general, he was top of the line. As a president, not as much. Just look it up. I don't have to tell you anymore. Um, anyway, come to history class sometime. Okay, so uh, he gets a uh, they get to the pre- or he gets to the president, meaning West, and it turns out Kevin Klein was in disguise as Ulysses as Grant. Grant comes in and says, "What are you two? You two are fighting too much, and you need to work together." And then they go in this back room that's like. I don't know, like where there's all all these uh, people investigating different things using telegraphs to communicate. It'd be like a futuristic war room, right? Um, and so they're basically tasked from this point. They're tasked for what they're going to be doing the rest of the movie, and that is trying to get McGrath. And then they solve that behind McGrath is another character. Named Dr. Arliss Loveless. Tell us about Loveless. So Loveless is building some kind of a, their, I guess their intelligence has told them that uh, is building some kind of a war machine yes. to, uh, to come back at the North uh, to uh, kind of avenge the South's um, uh, loss yes. in the Civil War. And apparently uh, they've con- uh, this Loveless has concocted some agreements with some foreign powers yes. to give back portions of the uh, the country ge- geogra- geography um, in order to um, so he could o- have his own little kingdom in, in the original 13 colony area um, living in the past is what he's doing mm-hmm. 
Arliss, Doctor Arliss Loveless, is and, and he's in kidnapping. It. He he's kidnapping all these scientists, the top scientists. Yeah, the, the and uh, so um, he can use them to help increase his technological ability to 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 take over again. He sends a wire, if you will, to Ulysses S. Grant, and it says basically. You will cede the country, the power of the U.S., the entire country to me um, in like a week or whatever if you don't, you know, do it. Because he's going to – he has some massive machine thing. Um, so basically now they're tasked to find Dr. Arliss Loveless. Um, I will – let's see. He has lost – he's an ex-Confederate uh, scientist. And uh, he's kind of the brains behind a lot of things. He's in a uh, – he's lost the lower half of his body. Have you seen this movie, Phil? I saw it when it was original in theaters. So he has no legs, um, and he rattles off all the things he's lost. But he has no legs and um, has no lower half at all, and he's in this steam-powered wheelchair. Steampunk, man. No. Oh. Futuristic. Pretty funky. Steam-powered, though. It's not the green technology that we would hope – it's like a hover. A it's like a hover round, only steam powered. It is, and he gets around <laughs> very well. And and it's oh, it has a booby trapped gun stuff on it yeah. too. It's got some guns on it. Yeah, he has a very. Here's a, two things, eighteen whatever sixty nine, and these people and their beard, their beard play. <laughs> Will Smith has a very nice carved up beard. This guy has like shapes carved into his beard, like like the one bad guy from Hunger Games, the one you know I'm talking about, the one guy that's games master, games smith from the first one, all carved up. There's really Dude, good razors back how? then in 1969. Good lord, how do they do that? There's no electric razor, straight razor, but I think straight razor just cut your face off if you did that. <laughs> um, they basically. Um, uh, we 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 next go to uh, we run into uh, Rita Escobar, uh, and that is Selma Hayek. And I'm just gonna say this: Wow, and she is um, she is trying to also get to the bottom of this. She's been hired as an entertainer. Yes. Um. By uh, was it by the general or or by the uh, or by uh, Arliss? Yeah, this is called by Evil Inc. How about yeah. that? We'll just call him Evil Inc. Yeah, Inc. Evil Inc. That's good. Um, so been, so yeah. she's kind of unwittingly brought into this. There's really no backstory so much with right. her. She's just she is the token, you know, hot actress that yes. they brought in for. Yes. You know, but she has a reason to be there because her father. No wait, not her father. Well, spoiler alert. Um, she is trying to find the scientist named Escobar. And so she tags along, and that allows her to be part of the part of the run up here of the plot. Um, next up, we um, General McGrath and his soldiers um, are on this island, while McGrath and uh, Loveless, Doctor Arliss Loveless, MD, um, <laughs> are on a steamboat, a paddle wheel steamboat. That's a tank, kind of fortified, heavily armored steamship. And they make a deal. They're talking about something. Well, then, uh, basically, Arliss turns on him and starts shooting his his soldiers because Arliss, and I quote, um, 
Arliss Loveless accuses him of betrayal uh, for surrendering at Appomattox. That's pretty profound. Wow. wow. So Arliss is Loveless is Doctor Loveless, MD, is a serious. Now there's some grudges there. Yeah, he's got some issues. Um, so he shoots all those guys up, and basically the rest of the movie is spent um, with them. Um, oh, rewind. The the one cool thing is this. Uh, the train. Ulysses S. Grant gives him access to his super train that has all these fun gadgets on it, yeah. all these hijinks, techno, techno yeah, wizardry stuff. Yeah. The um, I will say this: James the, Bond would love this. Train. He would love it. Uh, it is who is the guy that's the uh, the conductor guy? Conductor guy. Yeah, he was also the, a marshal, right? Yeah. What was he on though? Is that Emmett Walsh? I think that's M M. Yes, M. Emmett Walsh, who's uh, you guys have seen him in a billion things. He's in the movie The Jerk, another great movie. Um, he's in uh, <laughs> just a lot of awesome movies. Uh, oh, what he plays Tim Taylor's father-in-law in Home Improvement. That's the second Home Improvement reference this episode. <laughs> wow. Um, and he's in actually a couple other things with uh, with him. Anyway. He was on the Sandy Duncan show in 1972. Um, remember Sandy Duncan? Anybody? Oh, yeah. Um, so he's the conductor of this train, and it's got super secret technology. And uh, they take it all over the U.S., flying around over place. The whole goal is um, before they uh, – they, he wants to catch Loveless uh, before Ulysses uh, S. Grant hammers the golden spike – in Promontory Point in Utah that connects the, basically the East Coast and the West yeah, Coast. First by, Transcontinental by train. Railroad. It's the very right. first Transcontinental Railroad. This is a big deal for U- U.S. Grant. Well, sure. Um, and it was it would real. be a big in, deal for Jack in history, it was a real. In the history, it was a real <laughs> event for U.S. Grant to do this. Right. Um, I don't think this was the subplot. I don't think there was this story going on. Could have been, though. Um, they um, basically, Loveless's secret super weapon is this huge metal spider thing. It's a gigantic robot spider. Something Doc Oct would love. <laughs> Doc, oh, Doc Oct yeah. would, would think this is the best thing I've ever seen. It was. It's reminiscent of that, isn't um, it? Yes, or the Black Widow from the old Batman TV show. Um, and, it's like an yeah. erector set gone wild. Gone wild, wild, wild. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wild, wild west. Wow, wow, wow. Wicky, 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 wild, wild. Wicky, wild, So... Um, they are uh, they're beat a couple times, uh, shot up even, and luckily Wes survives because of this chainmail vest that Gordon gave to him. Um, he Loveless escapes with his spider though when they first meet up, um, and he kidnaps uh, the president in a very Nick Cage way. He he kidnaps the president. Um, basically, then they have to go through the training montage part where they build the flying machine to get to Loveless before Loveless attacks a small town. When we come back, we'll finish talking about this final battle wiki, wiki. in the greatest movie ever created <laughs> called Wild Wild West. Maybe not. Yeah, and uh, we then have to find a way. We've fallen off the horse, essentially. And we have to fight our way back to the top. 
Um, Loveless is going to attack a small town. Um, and this is going to force the now kidnapped uh, Grant um, to army surrender. To surrender. Now, I will say this: Loveless um, earlier had revealed this plan to destroy the U.S. Um, unless President Grant agreed to divide the U.S. up among Great Britain, France, Spain, Mexico, the native people, and himself. This is a, this would be a big coup. This would be unbelievable. Um, anyway, that's the point where Grant gets kidnapped and all the you know spider hits the fan because they <laughs> um, what a visual they uh, they are absolutely uh, now they're in trouble. The we've lost the president. Nick Cage stole the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> and um, well, he's not in this movie, but you can imagine if he did, uh, they. They try to save the president. There's, a, there's a comet headed towards Earth. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Morgan Freeman is there. Don't close my I won't do an impression. Um, <laughs> Sorry. They try to save the president. Their, their idea to save the president is to build this flying machine that will outfly over the top of the spider. Um, and we're trying to get um, Loveless stopped before he attacks this town. And he's only attacking the town to get Grant to agree to his plan. Yeah. Gordon and West crash into or onto the spider after being shot down by the uh by the by the the women yes. yeah the women are, yeah his the, his, his crew of fembots yeah <laughs> shoot him down and um they uh they land on the spider and uh sat down beside her West exactly <laughs> uh West beats up some of the henchmen um, and, uh, they, you know, they, they do some damage to the spider, um, by Gordon shooting a hole in the hydraulic line. Um, West is able to fight his way to Loveless now. He beats some of the guards up. Um, they have a big showdown and Loveless, um, uh, what's he do? Let's see. He, does he die at the end here? Yes, he yeah, falls to they, death they, they kind of off fall off spider. together. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 wheelchair goes off and it's hanging because they're at this cliff. They're, they the spider yes. lands against, starts to crash on the edge of a cliff, mm-hmm. and then as they're hurtling out of this big spider thing, and um, Loveless is caught at the bottom of his wheelchair of his hover round is caught. <laughs> On uh, the 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 spider, you know the the big erector set. Yeah. And then uh, Will Smith's James West is holding on to Loveless, um, dangling over the uh, this cliff. Falls off though, right? Yeah. Uh, he hits some kind of a button that releases. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how. At this at this point, um, it was like. I kind of knew what was happening, and I was thinking about uh, the the plastic dish that I had to rinse off after dinner. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, he yeah. passes away at the end. Um, Grant Ulysses Grant promotes Gordon and West. Uh, they become agent number one and agent number two of the U.S. Secret Service. They're the first Secret Service men. Someday in the future, there will be another Secret Service man. His name, Kevin Costner. 
He will be the best until he fails. And then he must become Whitney Houston's bodyguard. <laughs> and Tune into the sequel to Wild Wild West. Will always. Secret Service. Wild Wild West. Secret Service. Wow, wow, wow. Colon. We can, we can. Bodyguard. Same same universe. Do you guys know that? It's weird. Um, he was uh, Gordon's uh, great great grandson. It's crazy. Same universe. Um, so if there was a sequel to this, would it be WW two? Oh wow, dub 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 two. Dub except it would be, and it it would be, be spelled D U B D U B D U B two. But it would fast forward. Dub dub, see, dub, would, dub dub two. It would fast forward to nineteen forty two. Okay, and it I'm would with be w, it would be WW two. Okay, Wild Wild War. <laughs> wicked, 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 wild, wild. It's just not as funny. I don't think I, I don't I see it as funny. Right. Sorry. The, wild, the Wild West was so long ago, and it's been so like uh, cartoonized. And then you know, be, don't you know the it'd Wild be Roosevelt instead of Grant? Don't you know the Wild West though? So you'd go from you know a, re- <laughs> a Republican administration to a Democratic administration later. At any rate, so the so. I don't know where was that. Oh, Wild West, the old timey Wild West. I like how how they glamorize the time. I just picture this a was piano in. playing. But in you a just go saloon when you yeah, say that. It's the worst of times. This is <laughs> this is a this is. It was the best of brothels and I mean, the worst of brothels. I, I gotta think like not like eighteen sixty may have been the worst of times. I mean. They're oh, bad. Anyway, again, yeah. you don't folks don't yeah. need a history lesson. Look it up. You know, it's sad. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> so check it out, Dave. And, and let me just say this: that if you were to desire to go back and watch this movie, um, maybe not so much for the kids. It's a little bit actually. It's got some. It's got some uh, thematic mature things going on. Okay, we we actually left off the very beginning of this movie because <laughs> Will Smith. I'm going to really tiptoe around this here. Will Smith opens the movie. He's in a water tower with a lady, and they're you know they're they're on a date or they're something. They're amorous. They're amorous. That's good. And um, there is this is an interesting scene. That's all I'm going to say. If you watch Netflix or you have a, that, that 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 streaming service, or you have this movie, if you watch this, um, wow, it's interesting. The first five or six minutes, interesting. That's all I'm going to give you. That's why this is rated PG-13. And there's one thing that I won't I won't say it. I'll let you guys discover. <laughs> Um, there's a the Easter egg. Um, so Dave, let's do this. What are some goods and bads to this movie? This is a segment called Goods and Bads. Goods and Bads. Goods and Bads. Good enough for your mom and dads. <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible theme song. Go the, ahead. The goods and the bads. Okay. The goods and the bads. If, the- if you are a fan of Will Smith comedy. That's not really like good. You're, 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 
you're not in it you're not in it to think about it you're in it just to kind of lightheartedly enjoy oh there's lots of puns there's lots of slapstick type comedy you know macho um you know trading insults kind of stuff Mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of explosions in this movie yeah it's fine i mean he will smith does a good job portraying the character of james west um I think uh, Kevin Klein does a pretty good job being kind of the, um, the you know the the straight man that is the gadget guy, um, you know master of disguise. He 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 fulfills that role pretty well. Um, I think um, the Kenneth Branagh who does the uh, Arliss Loveless does a particularly great job as the villain, um, as far as acting roles go. Uh, I mean, Sama Hayek, you know, she doesn't really have obsessed substantive oh, yeah. role as an no, actress in this exactly yeah um she's she's eye candy for the movie really mm-hmm. um so that if as far as acting quality i think it was decent for a, you know a, a light comedy i'm in a way i'm kind of saddened that they spent this much money creating this movie because i mean there's a lot of obvious green screening there's a lot of um it's just kind of, it's just kind of silliness. Um, I don't know. I know. I'm with you. But I'm, I'm going to say the strength is the acting for what it was trying to do. Um, I think that the explosions were really cool looking. I think that they, I don't know how much CGI they really used in this, especially for those explosions. Right. But they looked like a set Not blowing bad. up. And I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, they had to use a lot of, if you're at Silver Dollar City, you would have to use a lot of nitro to blow up the things they blew up. And nitroglycerin was in the movie. Yes, that's not how you transport nitro. It, in any good Western comedy is going to have nitro in Nitro. Um, so what I think is interesting is that, um, what I think is interesting is this their use of uh, history as a backdrop and in a way that it I don't know I guess it got there I guess it got to where there was a plot yep. there was a plot in this movie <laughs> and it made it to the end of the plot I I didn't feel yeah. endeared you had a I did you feel prota- endeared you had protagonists you had antagonists oh, yeah. you had you had a plot line you had Historical context. I mean... Did they do anything to endear you to these characters, though? At any point where you're like, I'm kind of pulling for these people. I knew I was watching a movie that... You know, wasn't necessarily the greatest thing It was a little forced. It was a little forced. And it was like cardboard cutouts. And I I, I just... Again, movie for movie's sake. um, Not the worst idea for a movie if they had done it right. And right. I think that, I don't know, whatever. I, I think it was doing a little bit too much capitalizing on some other box office successes that incorporated, whether it be some steampunk, steampunk element, mm-hmm. <laughs> stink punk <laughs> um, element, uh, Will Smith, you know, comedy, um, of course, you know, making making uh, funny stuff off of westerns is always historically done okay at the box office, not anything great or right. 
terrible. But I, I think it tried to take advantage of some um, some some of the the, the, the trendy things going mm-hmm. on in movies. Yeah. And I don't know whether it really succeeded by doing that or not. Do you um, riddle me this one? Let's rate this movie. Um, scale of one horribles being bad to five horribles being uh, like we've said before a um, face hugger from aliens <laughs> latching onto your face and um, never letting go. You know, I'm going to, I really would like to give it a two out of sympathy, but I'm going to have to move to a three Ooh, sliding to the three. I'm going to sl- have to slide to a three because of, it was just, there were some things that were just like really unnecessarily, you know, crude. And yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. I'm going with a two, and that's because um, this is the poster child for TBS on a Saturday afternoon. It really is. <laughs> it comes on, you go, oh, here it is. We'll watch this. Well, for ten, for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'll go and do then, something oh, else. I, I, I have to go walk the dog, or like you said, <laughs> I have to go wash this dish. Uh, I'm sure I'll come back and it'll still be here. Um, so, Dave, what have you been into lately? Anything at all? This could be a video game, a new dance move. This could be well, a. I, I am a dancer. Website. This could be a YouTube video that you've seen recently. This could be a song that you want to tell the, our friends about. Maybe a song from Days Gone By that they don't know about. You need to help them actually, discover there this. Is, actually, there is a song that I really like lately. What is it? And I, I actually post on social media that uh, this should be my theme song. Like when I walk into a room, you know, everybody everybody, everybody needs a theme song. Yeah, mine when is they... actually Holy Diver by Killswitch Engage. Whenever I walk <laughs> wow. in, that's what I think. You moved from you moved from Ronnie James Dio to Killswitch yeah. Engage. Uh, but the good thing about Killswitch is that it's like, that's, I think, what Killswitch does with that song is what Ronnie intended to do, but didn't have the technology to do it. Go ahead, tell them about you. It's about you, not me. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this uh, one to Andy Grammer. Give love, great great song. Um, if you watch it on uh, YouTube, I'd recommend the version that's got it's featuring um, a guy kind of rapping and a little bit of the bridge. Mm-hmm. It's a it's just a it's just a real happy, you know, catchy R and B track. Awesome. Just a really, really good song. It's cool. Andy Grammer. Andy Grammer. Give uh, he give give love. Give love. I give love to all of my people, all of my people. It's really that, good. I've heard that song. I've heard that. It's a great tune. Um, I think cool, Phil man. Phil kind of reminds me of of Andy Grammer. Um, just he's kind of just I, cool, cool I like think that. of Nellie's country grammar when I look at Phil. <laughs> anyway, Nellie. Any Nellie settings lately? <laughs> Nobody? Maybe on Little House of the Prairie. No. Nellie. <laughs> <laughs> Nellie Olson. Nellie um, Olson signing. I'll tell you what. Uh Allison Ingram. What was, was the last? that her name? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. I'm not sure what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Little House? Yeah. You know, the Little House books, some of them were written in Mansfield, Missouri, which is just down the road from here. You know that? 
That's right. Laura Ingalls Wilder lived in Mansfield, Missouri. Allison Arngrim. I was so close. That's cool. Yeah. Was Nellie she, Olson. Nellie Olson. Everyone's favorite uh, bad girl on Little House of the Prairie. She's a bad girl on Little House. <laughs> She's the criminal element of Little House. <laughs> yeah. She's the... Well, she my, was. Yeah. Um, so check this out, Dave. Um, Will Smith. Is he in the top five? Consi- would he be considered the top five greatest african-american actors of all time no i don't think so would we say morgan freeman is on that list yes okay who else denzel for sure Ooh, very good denzel very, would very be my good. top sydney poitier oh yeah, sydney poitier has got to be on there yeah um who else um james earl jones james earl jones oh for real Right. And um, there's another older gentleman. Um, I can't remember who it is I'm thinking of. Um, dude, totally. Anyway, I thought that was a good question. But top 10, yes. Top five, no. Um, yeah. Maybe Jaden Smith, would he be on that list? <laughs> um, sorry, I had to say it. Clarence Gilliard, who okay. was who was in uh, he was in he was in Top Gun, but also uh, Agent Trebet, um with Trebet. Uh, Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, well, Dave, and he was in one of the Left Behind movies, I believe, too. Clarence Gilliard. He was. So was uh, what's his face from Iron Eagle. What was that? Uh, what's that guy's name? Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. is in the third one. Oh, yeah. There's another actor. Yeah. Does Oprah make this list? She's an actress. She's hu- I mean, she's a huge megastar. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys soon. Color purple. See you soon. Yeah. The Horrible Movie Podcast is powered by RevolverPodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horrible Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, thehorrormoviepodcast.com, revolverpodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.